The Seattle Kraken earned a 3-2 game against the Anaheim Ducks. Some people calling it a holiday gift for fans. Well, there are a lot of different holidays in December, so maybe for those celebrating Christmas. But I'm going to break down my thoughts after the 3-2 win, including that although it is a, a outright points and outright win, it did show things that the Seattle Kraken still have to work on to be a more consistent, not to mention a more competitive team. Let's talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, brought to you by, of course, the Locked on Podcast Network, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. My name is Erica El Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken, also the founder of Black Rosie Media, a platform creating opportunities in sports media for melanated people, black women, especially also a contributor for CBS Sports. And I will have some really exciting stories coming out in the next week covering the Winter Classic and the PWHL inaugural puck drop. Let's get into this game. What we liked, what needs to improve after a win over Anaheim. First, let me tell you that today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at game time, download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Now, this was a win that we needed, quite frankly. The Seattle Kraken have been kind of really great or terrible, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it, at uh, going into overtime and getting that extra point for going the distance. And um, I like that we were able to get a regulation win. So that's number one. Gives us six win, six wins in our last handful of games. That's also something important. We'll take a look at standings a little bit later on the show. That being said, this is the Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks, not one of the most competitive teams historically in the last handful of seasons, I should say, in the NHL, and have struggled as one of our Pacific Division opponents this year. That being said, a win is a win is a win. They don't ask you how, they ask you how many. And the Seattle Kraken get another win. So that is good for them. Let's go to the instant analysis from our good friend, Allison Lucan, up on the NHL.com backslash Kraken website. Was this a quality start? Yes. Once again, the Seattle Kraken get a quality start from Joey Decord. Now, I check out the interwebs. We've even talked about it here on this show. Are we going to see Chris Drieger? Chris Drieger has earned a spot. Chris Drieger has earned a start. I don't know if Joey Decord has seen the comments, but he's not relenting. He has an opportunity to get starts and maybe even to make a case for that, you know, 
number one starting spot, whether with the Kraken or elsewhere, which, I mean, if we're being honest, we have to keep that in the back of our minds. And I think he's really done a great job. I know if you're a Locked on Kraken insider or just an everyday or listening to the show, you remember a former colleague of mine here on the Locked on NHL uh, channel and network in particular, Brett Holden, who covered the Oilers. And we used to, he used to call the, the Kraken AFC opportunity. FC is usually used for football club. And we changed that to HC, hockey club opportunity. And Joy Decord has taken the opportunity. Allison Lucan in her uh, analysis, post game analysis says that this is his 10th quality start and he turned away 1.5 more goals than expected. I saw a lot of people talking about that on social media because Joey Decord came up big time for the Kraken. Overall, he made 32 of 34 saves. Again, above expected, 1.5 above expected. It was not a quality start on the Ducks side of things. We'll talk about that a little bit. But um, that was one big takeaway. And on the one hand, you like a three-goal you like a three goal game for the Seattle Kraken. The two goals against, we'll talk about also later in the show, you like that the Seattle Kraken are scoring. And... What I saw, especially in the second frame, is a little bit of, as usual, maybe a a defensive breakdown or just a lapse. I think that the Anaheim Ducks were able to get a little momentum, and then they got a really exciting goal from Zegris that got the crowd amped up. And I like that the Seattle Kraken were able to hold on to their lead. So that's the good news. On the other hand, there are just some things that the Kraken are going to want to clean up. Other things that we get from the post-game analysis, Allison mentions the return of Jared McCann. We also saw the return of Riker Evans, but let's talk about Jared. He led the team in slot shots, and I like this because one thing that you noticed probably against Anaheim is a lot more movement, a lot more freedom, a lot more use of the ice north, south, and east, west. Uh, Nick Olchek talked about, I think it was either, I, I think it was after the first period at one of the intermissions he talked about in the last handful of games, talking about getting the, the opponent moving. And we've talked about that before on the show. And I do think that in the best moments of the game, and when we looked our best, the Seattle Kraken were moving that puck east-west. They were moving north-south, using their speed. And that looked really good. And yes, you have to keep in mind, this is an Anaheim opponent. Again, we'll go over standings a little bit later in the show. But I've talked about it before. You need to establish good habits. And when you have a game, at least on paper, where the Kraken should be able to get a win and a win in regulation, now is the time for them to do things that they want to do on a consistent basis. Dave Haxtell, is, is, he defends the consistency of his team. I talked about, I don't necessarily agree completely with where Dave Haxtell is coming from, or at least I'd like to see more consistency. And I think games like that against Anaheim is, an opportunity for you to really hone in if you're not going to do it at practice 
Hello. It's a time to hone in on things that you want to work on. Let's talk about some other things. A lot of people are talking about Tomash Tatar, or as I like to say, don't be tardy for the party. A uh, little inside joke there, devil's uh, broadcast joke. Anyway, Tomas Tatar. A lot of comparisons people are drawing between Ellie Tolvanen coming in. Now, Tatar did not come off of waivers, but coming in, um, making an impact, and being able to do so in a new environment. And Tomas Tatar talked about that. That was a lot of alliteration. Tomash Tatar talked to media, and I believe it was the amazing Piper Shaw, who asked him a little bit about just that. Coming into the team, being able to make an impact, let's hear from Tomash Tatar. When, uh, when you were traded a, a week ago. It was a week Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Yeah. It feels good. You know, it feels great to have that opportunity. You know, hockey feels right again. Mm, you know, I get. I'm very grateful for the guys. You know how they all come here in Seattle. It was uh, wasn't easy. You know, uh, to it was pretty fast. Everything happening. You know, in a, in a split of 48 hours. But you know, it's, it looks like me, Maddie, and Apps are building some chemistry, and I'm having a lot of fun. Are there any specific aspects of either of their games that you feel like has helped you, or that you kind of helped them um, out on? I don't know. Everything just seems very easy right now. You know, um, we close support each other. You know, we are talking. We we communicate. You know, from the season. I feel like they're playing honest way hockey, and that's what makes this fun. You had a great game against the Kings, and now you come same thing with the Ducks. What kind of game were you expecting here tonight? Well, um, obviously, like our focus was to get two points. You know, they they play hard. You know, we we had you know moments where you know we were pushed in our D zone, but uh, we were structured and everything. How we sorted out, we we survived, and uh, we're getting two points. How big is the puck movement tonight? It seems like your line is really fast and, and really controlling in their zone. Yeah, like I said, you know, I, it's, I feel like it's very easy with these two guys. Um, there's a lot of talk on the ice. You know, we, we're in the right spots. We're supporting each other. And, you know, when you're in the right spot and doing everything right, like everything's just moving faster and easier. So, uh, like I said, hopefully we'll continue. We'll have a good break now. You know, enjoy the Christmas holidays and um, we'll go back at it. Good. Thank, Thank you. you. Tomas Tatar, he got the third goal, uh, the, the only Seattle Kraken goal in the third frame, and it ended up being the game-winning goal for the Seattle Kraken. But this started, the scoring, that is, for the Seattle Kraken started with number 22. Uh, I have my number 22 placard. I just put that up. I'm super excited. Not the point. Anyway, number 22, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Oliver Bjorkstrand scored his 11th goal on the power play, assisted by Jared McCann, Maddie Beneers. Beneers would, uh, or excuse me, um, assisted by McCann and Dunn. Vince Dunn would score a goal. Maddie Beneers would assist on Dunn and the Tartar goal. So we had a few players with multi-point games. So much to like on the offensive side. And you heard Tatar refer to, he was asked about the puck movement. That's more of what I want to see. I think our most lackadaisical, just kind of can't wrap our minds around what's going on games. We're not moving the puck. We're playing maybe a little bit too direct, even in the game against Anaheim. I thought there were times maybe we held on to the puck a little bit more. I want to see us attack. Overall, good things. However, 
we cannot, we absolutely cannot expect Joey Decord to continue to put up the workload that he has been or Philip Grubauer or Martin Jones or Chris Drieger. Like the list goes on and on. We ask a lot of our goaltenders and the collective interwebs, not always so nice to goaltenders for the Kraken, but they put up a lot of work. We don't always give them a lot of support on the defensive side of things. So those are things that we have to continue to clean up. It's a nice holiday break, specifically the Christmas break now for the National Hockey League. Everyone's really excited about that across hockey. We're seeing a little bit of a break with the exception of uh, world juniors, I guess. But uh, we're seeing a little bit of a break, guys, uh, whether it's doing a, a baking show like we saw with Veneers and uh, Will Borgen or just getting a chance to spend time at home. It's good to go into that break and then knowing that you have the Winter Classic coming up, it's good to see the Kraken get a win. But let's talk about a few other things in the Kraken universe, including how we can glean out a few things and a point of emphasis to improve upon and, of course, getting you ready for the slate of games next week, including against Vegas on January 1st for the Winter Classic. All that coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. As the weather gets cooler and colder, it means it's almost winter classic. It also means that the NFL offers are nice and warm and cozy, dare I say even hot, at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. I'll have a money line for you when we talk about the Seattle Kraken schedule coming up, including, of course, against uh, the Flyers when we go back home and the Vegas Golden Knights. But 150 bucks if your team wins. You can also look at the spreads. The player props, we talk about over-unders before every game, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on and kick off the NFL season on the right foot. That's, once again, FanDuel.com backslash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. Thanks again for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination, especially as it's a little bit quiet right now, at least in the National Hockey League, people enjoying the holiday break. Again, very specific to the Christmas break. I know some people have been celebrating Hanukkah. We've got Christmas. My family, we particularly celebrate most everything on Christmas Eve. And then, of course, we've got Kwanzaa and the New Year coming up. So a really great end of year slash beginning of the year holiday season. Either way, I'm glad that you're spending some time with us here on Locked on Kraken, which as a reminder, you can also listen to Locked on Kraken on the Sirius SXM app. That's right. You search Locked on Kraken or any of our Locked on shows and you can listen right on Sirius SXM. You can also listen to the game broadcasts. Whether you want to listen to the road uh, broadcasts or the home broadcasts, you can do so on Sirius. So make sure you check that out. 
I said that there were some things that the team needs to improve upon. And that second frame for me kind of showed a little bit of the crack and maybe um, giving, as Everly said the other day, a little too much respect to their opponent. I do think that the Seattle Kraken are still looking for that 60-minute game. I know Dave Haxtell, and I mentioned it in the first uh, segment, Dave Haxtell likes the consistency of his team right now. They are picking up points, as I mentioned. But for me, the game isn't consistent quite yet. Now I know. (laughs) Trust me, I know. A lot of the lack of consistency has been because of injury. And even Jared McCann coming back, we had Riker Evans back in the lineup. That means Schultz was out. So all of this shifting and shaking of lines in some ways doesn't make it easy, but all the more reason why the Seattle Kraken game of by committee really needs to hum on all cylinders. And that includes making sure your assignments are on par And I think the Seattle Kraken need to do a better job going stick to stick, body to body. If you look over at natural stat trick, we still see that the Kraken are allowing a lot of activity right in front of net. In that second frame in particular, the Anaheim Ducks, I mean, how they didn't get three or more goals in the second frame alone, I don't know. If you take a, a, a look at the box score from the game, in the third frame, Anaheim was able to outshoot the Kraken 9-3. to three. They actually outshot the Kraken also in the first frame and in the third frame. Um, and a lot of those shots were heavy shots, high traffic shots. Joey Decord just had a great game. Um, But one thing that has been consistent, and there's actually, well, I'd say there's two things that have been pretty consistent for the Seattle Kraken that allow us to maneuver out of maybe those high uh, traffic times and maybe some of the pushback that our opponent is giving is the third line and the fourth line. That's right. Our quote-unquote bottom six continually steps up for the Seattle Kraken. And, um, you know, I mentioned Tomas Tatar, and it looks like he's really feeling good about working with Eberly and Beneers. I'd love for that top line to stay intact and for them to continue to contribute. I mean, again, two assists for Manny Beneers, a goal for Tomas Tatar. They're looking good. That being said, the fourth line of Cartier, Yamamoto and sure per Allison's post-game analysis was the most effective in tilting the ice, the Kraken's way in the game against Anaheim. The trio was a plus three in shot attempts and their five, four, five of five on five play generated 67.1% of all shot quality. So we're getting high shot quality from our quote-unquote fourth line. And that's been something we talked about it so much last year. I talked about it so much in the offseason because I was like, where are we going to get that productivity from? Well, we're getting it. And again, because of the injuries, it hasn't even been the same personnel on that fourth line. Pierre-Edouard Belmar, not in the lineup, out four to six weeks. That's a big loss, especially on the faceoff dot. And his leadership, his energy... But it's Devin Shore that was centering that line. 
and they get it done. Another thing though, that I just love, I love our third line, Yanni Gord centering Bjorkstrand and Tolvanen. We saw Tolvanen get a goal the other night. Oliver Bjorkstrand scored in this game. Just really great stuff there. And Yanni Gord is one of the players who I thought was so great at forechecking for the Seattle Kraken against Anaheim. The forechecking for the Seattle Kraken looked really great. <laughs> I test pass for us. And when we're able to stay at that pace and we have that really high pressure, that again is when we're playing some of our best. So those are the things that I want us to continue to do. For me, sorry, Dave, I disagree with you. For me, the consistency isn't there yet, but signs of life, because we didn't have this much hope. We weren't as consistent as we are now a couple of weeks ago. So we're, we're starting to push the cart in the right direction. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, let's talk a little bit about what we're, where we are in the standings, what we have coming up in the schedule, and of course, what we have coming up with the Winter Classic, that and more coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken also brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Now, hey, I know I'm going to be traveling for the new year. I don't know about you, but either way, in a new city, really want to party up and do it well, or maybe catch heart at Climate Pledge Arena the day before the Winter Classic, Game Time is your place to go. And yes, I have looked up the heart tickets uh, at Climate Pledge Arena. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do that or if I'm going to do something away from CPA and just enjoy time with friends. Either way, I'm going to game time because they have last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Everything is easy to find, and I can buy tickets of any kind on game time. You don't have to worry about buying tickets for your next event when you use game time. With killer last minute deal deals all in prices, you can even see views from your seat. And of course, the best price guarantee, you can't go wrong. This is the, the thing you need to know about game time. The zone deals, best price guarantee. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. Boom, just like that. And the game time guarantee means if you find a priced seat in the same row, same section for less than you paid on game time, you get 110% of your money back. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKED on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. It's a thrill to host this here show, a.k.a. Locked on Kraken. Erica L. Ayala here, been with you since the beginning, continue learning so much, and, you know, sometimes I keep it spicy in the YouTube comments, but I'm always appreciative if you're listening on audio, including Sirius SXM. If you're watching on YouTube, we're so close to a thousand subscribers. So if you're not already subscribed, make sure you do that. And we're going to keep this party going. We're going to have a good time. Make sure that you are subscribed on YouTube. I dropped a bonus episode and I'm actually going to do a little bit more with that 
on Monday's episode, but um, I dropped a little something from the Kansas City Mavericks, our ECHL affiliate. They were in town here in Tulsa, everydayers and OGers, you know, I'm located headquarters in Tulsa right now when I'm not traveling, I'm in Tulsa and um, had another great conversation with uh, head coach and general manager, Tad Ohad. We also heard from centerman Max Andreev, really great insight there including, um, you know, how sometimes not everyone's going to get to be with their family. I'm one of those people as well. I like Max will have some time later in January to catch up with my family. So all of that over on our YouTube page. So all the more reason you should subscribe. Let's go to the standings. Now I said earlier that we want to temper our excitement on a win, a one goal win when we're playing a team like Anaheim. Because if we take a look at the standings, Anaheim, seventh overall in the Pacific Division, they have 24 points on the season, a 364 winning percentage. They are on minus 25 in, in a goal differential. The Seattle Kraken, we also have a negative goal differential. We're, we, it, that, it's gotten better. We've talked about this, I'd say every five games or so. We're at a minus 17. We're, we're getting that number. I, well, I guess it's going down, not up. We're getting our, our goal count up, and we're allowing fewer goals. That's always the what you, what you want there. But we are sitting fifth overall in the division. We're behind the Calgary Flames, who um, we have coming up this week. And we'll get to them in a little bit. But, um, the, you know, oh, te temper the expectations. Yes, it was a feel-good win. Yes, it was an outright win, two points that helped us get to, uh, where are we? Uh, we are at 33 points on the season. And I love all of those things. And we can't expect to play the way we played against Anaheim and beat Calgary beat Philadelphia, and certainly not the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's talk about Calgary quickly. We'll do a deeper dive on game day. But the Calgary Flames, fourth overall in the Pacific Division. They right now are 14-15-5, and five, just like us, 33 points on the season. So not only is this a division matchup, but this also is a chance for us to leapfrog Calgary and hopefully – not give them a chance to advance in any points in the standings. They have a minus 13 goal differential. They are at home eight, six, and one. So they definitely have a winning record at home. We um, are actually right now sitting at six, six, and six <laughs> uh, on the road. So that's interesting. We're on a two game win streak. The, the Calgary Flames dropped their last game. So that's who we have coming up. That's going to be Wednesday's game. Again, we'll talk about that coming out of the Christmas break. Then we will host the Philadelphia Flyers. The Philadelphia Flyers, of course, of the Metropolitan Division, where they sit number three overall. They have an 18, 11, and four record. They have a, a, a winning percentage of over 500 at 606, positive goal differential plus nine. Now they on the road play, they're 10, four, and three. They, uh, they took it to overtime the other, the other day. Um, 
in their last game and they have 40 points on the season. So this is going to be a challenge. We have to punch up uh, above our weight, at least where we sit right now. Now we'll break down what I think will be some keys to the game. And you'll hear from some experts that we have, of course, here at the Locked On Network, who can tell us a little bit more about the Flyers and what to expect there. And then there's big, big bad Vegas Golden Knights. Now Vancouver has actually leapfrogged them in the Pacific Division, but they still sit second overall, 47 points on the season, 21-9-5. and five. They, though, are on a three-game skid. We'll see where they end up by the time we get them on Monday for the Winter Classic, but this is a nice time, potentially, to get the Vegas Golden Knights. Can we figure out our mojo and really solidify that consistency? I sure hope so. And I do think that we can. All signs point to us being on the rise. And I love that because we haven't been able to say that for very long, at least this season. The longest winning streak that we have, and we've only matched it twice, is two consecutive wins, back-to-back wins. And so we're kind of, it's like a, what is it? Who who was it? Uh, Surratt loved to paint with dots, right? Dots here, dots there, dots everywhere. We kind of look like that. <laughs> we're we're kind of splotching wins on the calendar here. We'd love to get some consistency. And hey, why not, as we get ready for the Winter Classic, we're going to talk about what that would look like, what that's going to take after we get through Christmas. But um, I hope whether you have already celebrated Hanukkah, whether you're about to celebrate Christmas, whether you're getting ready for enrichment for self, community, and world with Kwanzaa or anything that I might be missing, I hope you really do take some time to reflect on this year. It's been tough for so many people. There's still so much happening in the world. And needless to say, we don't always see eye to eye. But hopefully what we can all agree on is that there are a lot of blessings. If we're able to sit here, I'm able to record a podcast and you're able to listen to it, then we do come from a place of just abundance and privilege and there's nothing wrong with that there's we can enjoy that and 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 as we should and just take a moment to celebrate yourself your victories your family's wins and gains and if you're able and you're willing find a way to enrich someone else's life give someone a high five open the door for a stranger leave a comment on your favorite youtubers uh page. I'm kind of joking, but also I'm open to it. Either way, find a chance if you can to spread some joy, to spread some love in whatever form that looks like. And of course, make sure you bring it back to yourself. Be kind as always to yourselves. Be kind to one another. Let's hold fast. Let's stay true. And I will see you at Climate Pledge Arena as we take on the Philadelphia Flyers. But first, let's take care care of Calgary. Enjoy the holiday, and I will catch you on the next episode of Locked on Kraken. Peace out, everybody.